Welcome to Sisterhood, having conversations that matter with me, Laurieann Sheldrick, an incredible woman who support, encourage, and empower other women. While you are here, you will be supported. You will empower yourself so that you can be supportive to others and begin to fully embrace that we cannot be empowered women if we do not support those who are being disempowered. That is the magic that lies within sisterhood, and it only works if we do it together. The purpose of sisterhood is to create deep and meaningful connections with other women, have conversations that matter, because women need other women, and together we are going to be, do, and have all that we desire. It starts right here, right now, with me, my special guests, and with you. Let's begin. Welcome to the magic of sisterhood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Sisterhood Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's share. I think this is a topic that so many of us can relate to who hasn't had moments in their life where their self-worth just wasn't where we wanted it to be, where we didn't have the confidence, where we haven't felt worthy, and some feel this more deeply than others. So I just thought, you know, let's unpack this topic. That's really what I want to do with the Sisterhood podcast is really take these conversations to a deeper level. And I know sometimes that's hard in a podcast because like often they're 45 minutes or one hour. And that's why I think it's so important to just keep having the conversations because I know that, you know, you may not have a self-worth issue when it comes to measuring your self-worth by what you earn. Yours might be with regards to relationships and love or um, your body or your belief systems. So for this one, I'm going to come at it from the perspective of defining your self-worth by what you earn. And I'm going to go deeper into this topic over the next month so that you can listen to these conversations and pick out the things that really, truly resonate with you for many reasons. One, I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone in your experience. You're not alone in your belief systems. You're not alone in the way you feel like you're just, you're not alone. And the deeper we go into these conversations and the more we unpack these topics and the more we share our experiences and our stories, the more, the faster we can heal, the more connected we feel and the more we just understand that we've never been on this journey by ourselves, even when it feels that way. So this is just one perspective that I'm coming at today because one thing that I find that always helps me to navigate life is to have these conversations. And talking about self-worth is something that I've always talked about since I started my life coaching practice a decade ago. And it really helps me to connect with other women, to connect with other human beings about how I've had moments in my life when I've not felt worthy and my self-worth has, you know, been like at a zero and that helps me and it helps them because again, we're all in this together. So just before we dive into this topic, what I want you to know is I don't have all the answers. What I have is 
what I know today, what I've learned up to now, and I'm sharing that with all of you. And I say that because I have so much more to learn. And I think when we can fully acknowledge that we're in a constant state of learning and growing and evolving, like that we are not stagnant, it really helps us. It really reminds us that we don't know what we don't know until we know it. So what I'm sharing is what I know today. And there are more things that are going to come up in conversations, in life experiences that are going to bring more awareness and more to this topic and more to this conversation that I'm having. And the same goes for you as well. I don't want you to feel like this is a race to perfection. That's why it's so important to understand that we're always in a state of growth and learning throughout our lives. Like that's just such a big part of being a human being. And it's so critical for our mental and emotional well-being to not try to be in this race to perfection, to get it all right right now, to know it all right now, because even that affects our self-worth. When we feel like we need to know it all because we feel like someone else knows more than we know, they don't know more than you know, They just know about this one thing or multiple things because they've lived it before. Maybe they are two years into their journey with with regards to something. Because I find sometimes when it comes to self-worth, we often get caught in a trap of comparison and that just compounds our feelings of not feeling worthy even more. So today we're going to focus on not measuring our self-worth by what we earn, but this is for all areas of your life. I want you to know that this can relate to all areas of what makes you feel worthy or not worthy. Our self-worth begins at a very early age. For me, like I can remember being in grade two and having moments where I didn't feel worthy, and I'm sure you can as well. We grow up hearing messages that tell us that our self-worth is measured by what we do or what we achieve or what we own instead of who we are. And because of that, we've spent so much of our time and energy focusing on external wins to validate our worth. And what we earn is one of those things. But the problem with that is that our self-worth is actually an inside job. It's the, it's, It's our inner being that makes us just worthy. We're human beings. You're worthy. And if we're not focusing on our inner world, what we do is we keep trying harder to get all those external things to validate our worth. And we don't even know why we still don't feel worthy once we get it. And it's because it's an inside job. And the biggest thing that I see is tying our self-worth to what we earn. That's so conditioned in us right from the time we're children for many of us. And again, there's many aspects to this conversation about self-worth, but for today, I will just focus on it from the perspective of money and how your self-worth should not be measured by what you earn or don't earn. So I wanna begin with just thinking about the conversations that we have and the conversations that we listen to and the conversations that we've grown up hearing. How many conversations do you listen to that make you believe you are not worthy or make you believe you are not valuable unless you earn a certain amount of money 
or achieve a certain level of financial success. How many conversations have you listened to that diminish someone because they don't earn a certain amount of money or achieve a certain level of financial success? This question is really important because the only way to change one is we need to start changing the way we speak to ourselves, but also the way we speak to each other and question conversations that we're hearing that are making us question our value or our self-worth. Our, our self-worth. So these questions are really important to reflect on because I know if you just like open any social media app or any listen to most conversations about success, we're often taught to measure our worth by how much we earn. And in this, so many of us are feeling unworthy even when we meet a certain level of financial success. And the reason behind that is actually so, it's so easy to see why we don't feel worthy even when we meet that level. It's because it's a really terrible way to measure our worth. Because let's be honest, how much is enough for you to feel worthy? What is that dollar amount on your self-worth? How can you even put a dollar amount on that? So I just want to preface before going forward on this, that money is not the problem here. Money is actually great. Money is a wonderful tool. Money allows us to do good things. Money allows us to buy the things we want. Money gives us the financial security that we need to live in this you know, human world, this existence that we have. But money should not be the tool that we use to measure our self-worth or the self-worth of someone else. And where I see this come up often is it comes up a lot in relationships usually where one partner earns more or is the main earner for the family. Because we'll hear it in conversations where people are talking about how amazing someone is because of the money they bring in. And it kind of goes like, well, they bring home the bacon, so they are more valuable and worthy than their partner who doesn't. And again, this isn't a who's right, who's wrong. Like talking about someone being the main revenue earner as a good thing isn't a bad thing, but what distorts our value system is when the conversation only involves celebrating that one person as though everything that doesn't have monetary value or less monetary value isn't worthy. So I see this a lot in romantic relationships, but I also see this a lot in workplace relationships. And again, when we are getting caught up in that, you know, trap of comparison, like you're successful when you reach this level and there's another side of that conversation, you can still be successful and worthy, even if you don't reach that financial goal. So the, the issue here is when someone else's value is highlighted over someone else's because of what they earn. And what this does is it creates an external value system that makes us believe, that maybe makes you believe that you are unworthy. And I just want to be able to change that conversation. We don't need to just change the way we value ourselves, but we need to really start to shift on how we value each other based on all the things that don't earn us any money. Because things that don't earn you any money, like 
managing the care of a house or cleaning or shopping or cooking or taking care of animals or maybe the children if you have children or planning and hosting your friends and family or booking appointments or laundry or doing gardens or yard work or just being really kind human compassionate being um i could go on but you get the point but the thing is here is that's all valuable as well and none of that brings in any money but it's all still valuable but we don't often see it that way. We often see those things that don't earn any money as less valuable as the things that we're doing that have a monetary, you know, amount attached to it. So again, we don't just need to change our the way we value ourselves, but the way we value each other and the way we value the things that we do to just be human beings and the things that we do to live our lives and the lives that we are building that have no monetary value attached to them. And they, those things are often, you know, when they go away, they often, that's often the thing that we're like, well, that had more value than that paycheck ever had. So this is just about, again, not one is right, one's good, one's bad. This is about bringing them both together. It's both and, right? And, and saying like one isn't more valuable than the other. This is to really get us to think about how it all matters. Anything you do that contributes to the family, to your family, um, to your life, the life that you're living, the life that you're building, to your friends, to your, if you work in an office, if you have a business, whatever it may be, everything, it all matters because it's all necessary, even if it has no monetary value attached. So I wanted to really have this conversation because I was a part of a conversation recently where friends were minimizing a woman because she stays at home and her partner works. And they were really putting him on this pedestal. And even though she does so, so much, they were calling her a dependent. And it really bothered me. And maybe you've experienced this yourself as well. And maybe you're just remembering conversations now. But I started to think, why is he more valuable and worthy? Why is the one who makes more money perceived to be more valuable and worthy? Why is the one who doesn't make the money considered a dependent? And she actually feels that way. But he doesn't see her that way, but she perceives herself that way as well. And people perceive it that way as well. Like if she's not working, then she must not bring anything to the family. And when I started to ask myself these questions, I'm like, he's not more valuable in that relationship. And she's not a dependent. It's a partnership. And it's changing the language that we use. And I think that's so important. And again, the way we value system, our value system, right? It's a partnership. And when you switch to that and realize that it's a partnership, the whole dynamic changes. But we often can't get past it because even though the partner appreciates all that the other one does externally, people always dismiss the one who isn't the earner or the main earner or doesn't earn as much. And this is our value system that I see a lot and it creates so much stress and so much resentment and so much frustration and so many people just walking around feeling like they're unworthy no matter what they do. And I've actually had personal experience with this myself. When my husband got a great job offer that would take us from Ottawa to Saskatoon, I had to leave my 10-year career behind. 
And at first I was so excited. I was thinking it was going to be really great to have the time to figure out what my next steps would be because I was thinking about a career change. I had been in the general contracting and project management industry for a decade and I wanted to do something different. I just felt like there was this more inside me that I could that I could offer the world, more that I wanted to do and I didn't know what it was yet. So I was like super, super excited about having the opportunity to relocate and really figure that out. But when we relocated, it was a very, very fast process and we were in the middle of building a home and I was just wrapping up a big critical phase of this project that I was working on with the company that I was working with. So we made the decision that I was going to stay behind, that he would go first and I would resign, but I would give them three months so I could wrap up my project. And then I would take the rest of that time and stay to finish managing the building of the house to get all that done and then sell the home and we would do a private sale. And then re get everything ready to do the permanent relocation because my husband just left with him and all the stuff got left behind and then I would manage that. So that was a really great partnership and a really great decision that we made together. And I was, again, so excited about that and what an amazing opportunity to be able to do that. But before resigning, I was actually making more money than my husband. And through the whole process, because it took about nine months for me to do the permanent move, I didn't realize how much value I had placed on the money that I was making, the money that I was earning and the work that I was doing. And what felt really exciting at the beginning, uh, as the months went on, it started to really stress me out because my husband was now the main revenue earner and I was completely dependent on him financially. And I could see, right, like he's off on this new adventure and I just felt like I wasn't bringing anything to the relationship anymore because my value system was so messed up. I couldn't even see the importance of what I was doing to support him and our life and the new life we were gonna build in this new province and everything that needed to get done to get ready for our relocation. And I couldn't even see the value in that of how much stress I took off of him and myself as well, because if I had relocated right away and just went right back into the workplace, I would have had to hustle and we both would have had to hustle and just be so stressed out and so burnt out to get everything ready to do this relocation, just because of where we were in our life and in the home build. And, you know, I even think about like all the things that we did. I don't even know how I did it all on my own, but again, back then all I could focus on was how much I felt like I was dependent on him financially. And this mentally and emotionally, this started to affect my self-worth and I just didn't feel worthy. You know, it's so easy for our value system to get so distorted. And I had spent a decade a decade just putting all my worth into that career that I was building. And I had this belief system that if I wasn't working hard, if I wasn't climbing the ladder, if I wasn't racing the race, if I wasn't sacrificing myself to reach a financial goal, then I wasn't worthy. And I can even think about all the times that I had all the family things that I missed out on, all the time with my friends that I missed out on because I said to myself, I tried to justify it to myself by saying, 
well, once I reach this finance financial goal, I'll be able to take more time off to spend with them. And the truth of the matter is or was, I actually missed out on so much for a goal that even if I reached it, it wouldn't matter because it would never be enough. And what I say, what I mean by that is when we measure our value, our self-worth by what we earn and all of the other stuff just gets like forgotten, all the inside, like what makes you as a human being and we don't do any of that inner work, there's never going to be enough because we're never going to feel worthy. And if you're never feeling worthy, you're just going to keep trying to reach another goal. So during that time with my husband, I had conversations just like the woman that I mentioned. I I ha- I would listen to conversations like that about how wonderful my husband was and and he and he was and he is, but I felt like now I had no part, like I had no worth because I didn't have this career anymore and I felt really small. And this made me resent my husband, even though I was really proud and so supportive of his dreams and his goals and all that he was doing and all that we were doing to build our life as well. I just didn't feel like I was even part of any conversation anymore. So I had to really unlearn so much, so much so that I could learn that my value, that my worth, was never in my career, even though those are really amazing, beautiful things that I can celebrate. And it was never in how much money I earned, even though, again, money is not the problem. Having financial goals is not the problem, but it's not where my self-worth lies. It's in who I am as a person. I was always valuable even when I hadn't reached that goal yet. I was always valuable and worthy even though um, I took time off of work to do other things that didn't have any monetary value. And what I had to really understand, and I still struggle with this, is I can't control what other people perceive or the stories that I make up in my mind about what I feel like they perceived, but I can continue to remind myself of this truth that my self-worth is not measured by what I earn and it's not measured by what I achieve and it's not measured by, by what I do for work. It's not like even the work that I do in my coaching practice contagiously positive. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I love being of service. I love helping the clients that I work with. I love creating the content that I create, but even that doesn't make me any more worthy or unworthy. Even that, because my self-worth is how I feel about myself inside. It's right there in the word self-worth. Because even with the work that I do today, there are still people who will probably diminish what I do because I don't do it at a grander scale or I don't do it the way they would do it or whatever it may be. There's still going to be that external judgment no matter what I do or what I earn or don't earn, there's still going to be that external judgment. So I can't worry about the stories that other people have of me or that I feel like they may have of me. What I need to focus on is that self, the self-worth, and that's really where it all is.
So kind of back to, I just want to wrap up the story about how, you know, the relocation, because I want to be really transparent in these conversations. I wasn't the only one who struggled during this year of the nine months of relocating. It was really stressful for my husband as well, because he's now the main revenue earner, right? That's a lot of pressure to have on one person. And he didn't want to disappoint me, didn't want it to fail. And he had put now all of his worth is in this new phase of his career as well, which we so often do when we want to succeed at something. And this shift changed the dynamic of our relationship and we had to navigate our way through that. And I'm sharing this because if this is a phase in your life, in your relationships, what I want you to know is where we messed up and what I would do differently. We didn't talk about it. What happened was we got into a competition of who worked harder and it didn't matter what I did and how hard I worked because there was no monetary value in it. I never felt like it was worthy. And because we are conditioned growing up and even like in our, in the world we live in today, that the one who earns money is the harder worker, which is not true. I always felt like I was losing that battle. We didn't share how we were feeling. We just dealt with it on our own. We never shared our fears. We never shared our worries. We never shared and talked about how we were feeling in the beginning. And we did eventually, which is so amazing. So we messed up at the beginning and then we had to catch up with ourselves and then realized, okay, let's talk about this. Let's change this. Let's change the way we're having these conversations. And had we done that right from the beginning, so many arguments could have been avoided. So many had we just opened up to one another, especially me. So I say that because if I can give you any piece of advice here when it comes to your relationships about this, about you know if you're, if you're measuring your self-worth by what you earn or don't earn in that relationship, what I want you to know is please talk about it and talk about it often. And if you can't work through the conversation yourself, work with someone, work with a relationship coach, work with a couples therapist. Like I guarantee you, game changer. People don't know what they don't know. People don't know what they don't know. I didn't know what he was struggling with. He didn't know what I was struggling with. And that has been one of the best and most difficult lessons for me to learn is just be really open. But one of the biggest lessons I've learned too is really coming to this realization of the value that we both bring to the life that we're building and how it's not going to be the same. And it's not a competition because it's all important. One thing isn't more important than the other. And I, and I know that this is a very common story in relationships and just in life, you know, the way we see each other. And this whole process and whole experience has really made me see how much we have to change our value system because everything that someone does to live this life and all that it encompasses, which is a lot, matters. Every job matters. Every task matters. Everything matters. Everything we do matters because it all makes a difference. Whether there's monetary value in it or not, it matters. It's all necessary. It's all worthy. It's all valuable. It all makes a difference. Meaning you are worthy. You are valuable, period. But you got to feel that inside and it really is a baby step process and it really does start by having these conversations 
really having these conversations. And I'm going to give you an exercise as well to help you to build up your self-worth from the inside. And when I say you're worthy and valuable, what I want you to know is that it's not because of what you earn financially. It's because you are you. You are you. So here's what I'd like you to do after you listen to this. This is where we're going to begin to put some practices in place to really go inside and do some of the inner work so that we can really start to do the baby steps so that we can believe this. Now, trust me, there's going to be times when it still creeps in and we just go back to this work. This is not a race to perfection. This is work. And it's easy to fall down that rabbit hole many times in our lives. So it's not like I did this exercise once and now I feel worthy. Maybe you do, but if you don't, that's normal. So what I want you to do, whether it's in your journal or um, just in mentally, but I really do feel like the power of writing, like there's so much power there. I want you to think about everything that you do, including who you are, that has no monetary value, but is absolutely necessary for the life you are building for you or um, at work or for your family. I want you to start there. I also want you to reflect on the way you are with your friends, your coworkers, your family, even pets, even strangers, and all the value that has, right? You know it because they probably told you that. They probably, a friend probably messaged you the other day and was like, thank you so much for reaching out. I really needed that. I want you to think of all those things, all those things, and start to reflect on that. Even like keep a log of it because all that matters. And all that reminds you that it's who you are it's who you are that matters most. When you, If you smiled at a stranger today, that had value to someone else. That mattered. That may have been the first time someone smiled at that person today. And that could have been the thing that like, broke a pattern they were in. That has so much value, right? So what do you value most about yourself? This is another question I really want you to begin reflecting on. What do you value most about yourself? Is it your kindness? Is it your compassion? Is it your sense of humor? Is it your resiliency? Is it your um, ability to see things from a more positive perspective? Is it your optimism? Is it the way you love? Is it your the way you, like you're a good communicator? What do you value most about yourself? What are the things that make you uniquely you that will that you can use to remind you when you're not feeling worthy and that will help to strengthen your belief in just how worthy you are. And again, from big to small, it all matters. You matter. And I think this is so important here to note again, money is not the problem. Money is so great. Money is so great. It just should not be the tool that we use to measure our self-worth. If you did something really amazing or you're working towards getting awards, all of those things, all those accolades, all really wonderful, but not the tool to measure your self-worth. It's an inside job. The older I get and the more I learn and the more I grow within myself, the more I fully know and understand that to my core. Our self-worth is an inside job. Your self-worth is in how you perceive yourself, not how other people perceive you. Will it bother you if people don't perceive you in a certain way that um, you want them to perceive you? Of course, we're human beings. 
But the more you do the inner work and the, rem- and the more you remind yourself that your self-worth does start with self, how you see yourself and start to do this work to strengthen your self-worth, the less it will bother you or the faster you'll get over it. I promise you. Your worth isn't defined by what you own or how much you have. Those things aren't bad. They're just bad measuring tools when it comes to your self-worth. Your worth doesn't come by trying to get other people to perceive you in a certain way or to believe in you. Your work is to like who you are and believe that you are worthy within yourself. And I can have this conversation with such conviction because this has been one of the biggest beliefs that I have had to overcome, which is never feeling good enough or worthy, constantly working towards trying to prove with external things that I'm worthy. If I just reach this goal, if I just get this, if I just own this, if I just look like this, then I'll be worthy. And I never feel good when I'm doing that, which is proof to me that it's the wrong place to put my energy. It's the wrong measuring tool. And, you know, I started to develop that belief when I was a really young girl. And that's where many of us develop our beliefs. That's where we develop our self-worth. So it's so normal if you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Because one of the things that I've said many times and that clients often will say to me when they, when we, when we're working together is, I don't understand this. I'm in my forties. I'm in my fifties. I should know better. And maybe, you know, but we don't know what we don't know. And we don't realize We've been working through this and growing this belief since typically we were children. So it takes time. It takes time. And honestly, if I could go back and tell my younger self anything, it would really just be, you have nothing to prove. You have nothing to prove. You're just, you're worthy because you were born. I would constantly remind her that self-worth doesn't come from money or that self-worth is not on that perfect job title on my business card or that self-worth doesn't come from my relationships. I would remind her that being worthy doesn't come because I did anything or I own anything or I achieved anything or I won anything, that those things are amazing, but it's not where my self-worth lies. My self-worth is being my authentic self and just knowing that I am enough even when I'm not at my best. It comes from self, inside job. If you want to feel worthy, you have to be worthy within yourself. Whatever you have been conditioned to believe about yourself, trust me on this, you are worthy. You know, one of the things that makes us feel unworthy, and I mentioned this at the beginning, is getting caught in that comparison trap. And I know social media, like, think I'm so grateful. I love social media, but I'm really grateful that social media didn't exist when I was younger. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 44 this, 44 this year. So I'm so grateful that when I was in my twenties, we didn't have the social media we have today because social media is a really great place for all of those limiting beliefs that are inside us to be triggered. And that's why it's so important to do this work to strengthen our self-worth, whatever that work is that you need to do to do that, whether it's having these conversations, reminding yourself, making that list that, you know, doing those exercises on what you value most about yourself, um, working with a coach or a therapist, whoever it may be, talking to your girlfriends. We do this work because it's so easy to get caught up in comparison. It's so easy to feel small. It's so easy to not feel enough when all we are doing is looking at people's highlight reels 
and we don't see everything that encompasses who they are today and, and, and their level of success if you feel that they're more successful than you. You often don't know what's going on in the background. So stop really looking at just the highlight reel and understand that they're probably on the same journey as you. Maybe they're just eight steps ahead and you just have more steps to take. Or maybe it's not even the race that you want to be racing in. You've just been conditioned to believe that that's your level of success or that that is the level of success that you need to, you know, achieve. That's a really great question as well. This is something in one of my workshops, heart-centered goals. One of the questions I ask is what are your terms of success? Like what will make you feel like if I if I do this, if I am this, if I do all these things, if I can be all these things, then I know for sure I'll be successful. And so often some of them might have monetary value in it, of course, but so often it's just in who we are and the life that we're living and the people that we're spending it with. And uh, it's easy to get out of that. It's easy to fall down the rabbit hole of comparison when we are not clear about what our own values are and what our own terms of success are. So just continue to reflect on that because listen, I can get caught up in comparing my journey to someone else's and what I've practiced doing in those moments is not to take action or react or respond or to make decisions from that feeling, especially when I'm feeling small. And then I I work on reminding myself not to believe in that voice. Like I'll do a, sometimes I'll do some journal work on, you know, just like giving myself a little boost. Sometimes I will say some affirmations. Sometimes I will sit in a meditation, a guided meditation that you can just go on YouTube, guided meditations on self-worth. Sometimes I'll do a tapping exercise and uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique is wonderful that there's so many on your self-worth and I'll put a few um, links for you of my favorites in the show notes so you can access them. Um, My favorite, whether, you know, I'm getting messages from the external world or internally from that little voice in my head that's making me feel small. My favorite is just grabbing my journal and reflecting on what I value most about myself and how even if I don't have those things that like I'm comparing myself to, it doesn't mean anything because if it was all taken away tomorrow, what I want to be left with is just being a good human being, loving myself, loving others, being kind, being compassionate, serving when I can. Those are the things that make me feel really good about myself and make me re- feel really good. When I'm being a good human being, my self-worth is like at like a, at the highest level it can be. So everything else in life, because again, I don't want you to think that having external things is a bad thing. Owning things, wanting things is like, that's all beautiful. Those are all really beautiful, but what they are, they're just beautiful bonuses and experiences. They are separate from our self-worth. So I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to wrap up on this and I promise I will continue to have this conversation and go deeper on this and reflect on this and give you more exercises and tools. But what I want you to know right now is that if you're feeling unworthy today, you're not alone. And I want you to know that 
When you hear that little voice in your head that makes you doubt in your own self-worth and your own value, or even when you hear someone else say something that makes you doubt your own self-worth and your own value, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it. That's where your choice lies. And I know sometimes it's way harder some days than others, and that's okay too. That's why we need to do this work, and that's why we support each other, and that's why we have these conversations with the people in our lives. Always remember you're the thinker of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. So when you're going through that thought process, when you're going down that rabbit hole, this is the best time to have those conversations If there's people in your life that you can talk to, girlfriends, boyfriends, friends, coworkers, family members that you trust and have this conversation, like just being like, I'm not feeling worthy today. Those people will remind you of all the things that make you worthy when you forget. They are your support system. They are your cheerleaders. And I know that that may sound like you're looking for external validation. That's not the case. What this is, is it's reminders because oftentimes we don't see the things that make us so uniquely amazing when we are not feeling worthy. And the people close to us, our support system, our loved ones, they see it even when we don't, which is why we have to have these conversations. So keep talking about it. Create your own sisterhood. And remember, you're not alone. And remember, as always, you are good enough, you have always been good enough, and you will always be good enough. I can't wait to continue on this conversation with you. If you have any questions or you want to continue having this conversation with me, just send me a message. Head into the show notes. My contact information is there. Send me a message and we will continue having this conversation together. We're in this together. Sending you so much love and I will see you back here next time. Bye.